Amen. Glory to God. So uh, the Moors are there in Florida right now, and good things are happening. Uh, some of those pictures actually were from today. So, I mean, um, we're not giving you last week's pictures. Those were today. Uh, those guys on the roof uh, were putting that up today and got it all up, actually. they got just a little bit left to do. God's helping us. Amen? Amen. So anyway, it'll be us then. Amen? Is that okay? Yeah. Well, you got to love me. Yeah. Here we are. You start to love. I can feel it. Amen? Well, let's, uh, let's pray and get hooked together and believe God for utterance. Lord, we do thank You that You're a good God and You have a plan well before we ever make one, Lord. And You know what's going to happen, what was going to happen before we started, who was going to be here, who wouldn't, Lord. And so we pray for utterance tonight in this service that it would be just exactly orchestrated by you that we would say and do the things that are pleasing to you, Lord, that it would build faith, exhort, and encourage one another, Lord, that your word would go forth in power and help in every situation and grow us in your goodness. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's open up our Bibles to Mark 4, about verse 30. You know, I was uh, talking with, uh, um, actually, Brother Moore, and, I, and I'll just say it that way. Uh, the, not, now it's been about a month ago or just a little less about some situations that I'd been dealing with. And, you know, he, he had said something that, was, that stuck with me, and actually I've been studying it since he said it, was always leave, always make it easy for someone to come back. Always leave a door open. And, and in my spirit, I heard, be a soft place to land. Amen? And as Christians, we should always be a soft place to land. We should always be the one that people come to. We should always be the one that people count on. We should always be the one that they can go to and not expect to be judged, not expect to be put down, not expect to be looked down on because they did something that was crosswise to what we thought or what they should have done. When, when somebody's in trouble, we're not, we're not somebody they should be afraid of. Amen? And that's important. Right? You know, there are millions of people that will not run to God because they're afraid of Him. Because He's been portrayed as someone who is erratic, who might help you or might hurt you. It might even be Him that's putting you through it. And so, you know, if that's the image of a father that, you've, that, that has been built into your heart, you're not going to Him for help. <laughs> No, you won't, unless you just like to be beaten. Is there people in here that like to be beaten? Because we could have a deliverance thing before we start here. <laughs> people don't like to go through trouble, and God don't like for you to go through trouble. Amen. We serve a good God. Amen. We serve a kind and gracious God, and He's graced us to be just like Him. He's put everything in us that's in Him. Through Jesus Christ. And He's enabled us to be a soft place to land. Amen? Not just to people who've left the church, to people who don't know the church. We have got to become a vision of goodness, not a vision of hardness, not a vision. We don't want people to look at the church and say, 
Uh, that's your last resort. The church should be our first resort. Amen. Amen? We want people running into these buildings when something's going wrong. We want people running to us, calling us, saying, what do we do? And, and then we want to say, well, what happened? Well, you know, why you got so much trouble? Well, there you go. If you wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't have so much trouble. That's not a soft place to land. That's a bed of rocks. Amen? Big jagged ones that poke you in the back. And it didn't help the person that called you. Right? Because it wasn't love. Amen? <laughs> you guys with me? You know Dave, he's going to preach on love because he's got to have so much of it. <laughs> and, and he's learning to be kind. And he's learning to be gracious. And he's learning to listen. Ooh. What, you mean you got to listen to what people... Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you, you even got to listen when they're saying stuff that don't make any sense at all. You, you don't just say, hey, stop that. Here, let me teach you. Well, they can't hear you right now. <laughs> okay, we better get some Scripture going. Amen? A soft place to land. <laughs> you guys with me? God always gives us a soft place to land. He gives us friends. He gives us family. He gives us church. He gives us people who loves us. Who loves us and there's some more good English for you. To land on. And, and we want to be that. You know, you want to be a pillow. Amen. Amen. And I'm not talking about a pushover. I'm talking about somebody that will sit somebody down easy and talk to them. And tell them. You know what? Yeah, you might have messed up, but get good news. Everyone else that you see in this world has too. So you're, you're in a pretty good condition because you're in the all men category and Jesus died for all men. Amen? Amen? And so if we stay on that category, God, God has got a way. You know, I rode a motorcycle once in the last 10 years. <laughs> which was plenty because I don't know how to ride a motorcycle, so it was really stupid. And the curve was like this, and I went this way, and the cliff went that way. And guess where I ended up? And I don't know this, but I know it from people telling me. There was one patch of grass in all these jagged rocks. And somehow or another, by the mercy of God, I end up in this patch of grass. Now, I was cut up. Don't get me wrong. I had broken ribs and some other stuff. But I should have been dead. Right? God's merciful to the stupid. Amen? He was merciful to me. And He spared my life and gave me a soft place to land. All in that. Because we serve a good God. And, and, and our God does that. Jesus did that. And we can be that, that person too. Amen? We can always provide someone somewhere a soft place to land. Amen? Now we'll read. Mark 4, verse 30. NIV. And again he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when you plant it... Let me reread that. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds of the air perch in its shades. People say, well, now what's that got to do with being soft place to land? Read the last sentence. Such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. Where's the kingdom of God? 
inside you, inside me. Where does that tree grow? What are we to be? Well, you guys got quiet on me. You're to be that tree. You're to be the person where, where, where people come to you and, the, and they can get... <laughs> you're the cool shady spot. Amen. Amen? Can you be the cool shady spot? Right? Anybody can be the hot dry spot. Right? It's real easy. What'd you do? Yeah. I see why you're where you're at. Right? What happened to you? Oh, yeah. You shouldn't have spent all that money there. That's what's really stupid. You know, I could, be, I could have been in the desert all the rest of my life with all the stupid things I did, but somebody was kind and gracious to me. Amen? Somebody said, you know what? Yeah, that was dumb, but you've got a good God. And He's a forgiving God. And, and no matter what you've done, He's looking to get you out. He's looking to bring you up. He's looking to build you up. He's looking to make you and, and put you in places you've never been before, no matter what you've done. Hallelujah. People say, well, yeah, but you've got to go through process. No, here's the process. Lord, forgive me. Yes. Glory to God. That, uh, that was a huge process now that you mention it. Gosh, that must have took two, three seconds. And a heart. Amen? It's not a process. It's a process of forgiveness. Amen? Amen. It's the same forgiveness that He gave us that He he asks us to extend to others. Amen? Amen. Because that's how you become. You can't be a soft place to land and be unforgiving. (laughs) Right? You can't be a soft place to land and be judgmental. Right? To be a soft place to land, you've got to be like Jesus. Amen? How many people ever came to Jesus and He said, Whoa, whoa, you know what? What you've been doing, the things you've been into, I don't really have help for you. In fact, what we're going to have to do is go through a big long process to even get you back and maybe, maybe get you healed because the things you've done have really caused you to be where you're at and I can't do anything for you. There was none of that. You want, to, you want to know what a soft place of land is? It's, it's when you're thrown in a group of people naked and you've been caught in the act of adultery. And the, and the man, the only one there that could judge you, stoops down on the ground and gets back up and says, hey, if none of you have sinned, go ahead and stone her. That's a soft place to land. Amen? Amen? That's when you land in the arms of God. That's when you land where mercy prevails, where mercy rejoices over judgment. You think that mercy rejoiced over judgment that day? Because the law condemned her, but the love made her free. Amen? And we, are, we, are, we have that love in us. You know, has anybody ever thought, well, I'd like, to answer, I'd like to answer things just like Jesus did? Because nobody else there answered like that. You know, everybody else there, you know what, if, he, if she went to a church, they'd have started looking through Scriptures and saying, hmm, let's see, what could, we got to find something where it says here that she's got to be stoned, it says here, kicked out of the camp, it says here, you know, they'd have all these Scriptures that have her in jail, being stoned, being killed, being everything that Jesus made her not. <laughs> That's good English, wasn't it? Everything that Jesus made her not be, how about that? Amen? Because love forgives. Love sees past the junk to what you can be. Amen? And He saw past what she was to what He could make her. Amen? 
and, and, and forgave her. He became a soft place to land. Amen? And, and that works for unsaved, and that works for saved. Amen? Right? <laughs> right? And it works in the church. Right? The whole church. Right? We want, we want people to see us as a group of people who love one another deeply. Right? Our people's vision of the church is their vision of God. When they see the way we act and react to one another, that's how they see God. And that will make them decide whether or not they come to the church, not this church, all church. Right? If they went to one bad church, you are now lumped in the bad church category. Right? We are the world's vision of God. And if we're arguing and fighting and quarreling among ourselves and we have strife and people say, how's that brother doing? I don't really know how that brother's doing. I haven't talked to them in six weeks. You know, they took my vacuum and I was on the clean team. I should have been having that vacuum and they took my vacuum. And then the next thing I know, they got on the parking lot team ahead of me. And I'm not really talking about that stuff right now, okay? Because I don't want to talk bad about them and I'm not going to say their name, but their initials are Sam, okay? You know, I just really don't like the way they do things there, and, and I'm, I'm tired of them. Guess what? That's not okay, and it's not a soft place to land. And, and it shows the world that we're not soft, we're hard. We can't even be soft to, towards our brothers and sisters. How are we going to be soft towards those that come in, in, the, in those back doors? Amen? And that's what they're looking for. What did Jesus say? He said, they'll know you're my disciples, what? By your love for one another. Right? Not because you sit in the same pew. Not because you sit in the same church. Quarreling and strife has no place. What, what did Paul say about it? It ought not be. Isn't that kind of how he said it? Right? And you got people saying, well, they do it this way, I do it this way. You know what? It don't matter. It don't matter. Love will look past that. Love, I'm not saying you just let people do wrong things and you overlook what they're doing wrong. Amen? But is it your job to judge them? Or is it your job to help them? Right? Remember last time I preached, we said there was a sign in our hand? Won't help me. You can stand in my front yard with a sign in your hand and it ain't going to help me. Amen? What's going to help me is to know this. Do you love God and do you love me? Because if you love God and you love me, then I I can trust you to help me. I can can trust that you care about me and that you're going to do things that are on my behalf and that if I come to you in trouble, you're going to put a pillow down for me to land on. Right? You're not the one that's going to say, ooh, he really messed up. Pull that pillow out of there. He ought to hit a rock. He needs a couple of rocks. He needs those rocks to teach him. (laughs) I don't want to be taught on the rocks. Amen? Right? No more civil war in the church. (laughs) How many people you got saying, you know, we got civil war in this country, and they do too. I think I'm going to move to theirs. You already got civil war. You don't need to move. You know, the world's got their war going on. They don't need to come to a church where there's war going on too. Amen? This is a refuge. 
This is the place where you come and the love of God is presented to you and acted on towards you. Amen? And there should never be a time where you walk in and say, you know what, I know i got the love of God in me, but I don't care today. I'm crabby and I'm going to be crabby. Right? We don't, have, we, we don't have that opportunity. We can't afford that opportunity. People's lives are at stake. And there's no day that a Christian needs to wake up and say, you know what, I feel mean. <laughs> they say, well, God was wrathful sometimes. He was wrathful because people wouldn't let Him love them. That'd make me mad too if you wouldn't let me love you. Amen? God's a good God. And what makes Him mad is when He can't do good things. Amen? When we limit the Holy One of Israel. That's not the God we serve. The God we serve is always providing a soft place to land. If you want your image of God, quit looking at... Let me, let me not tell you what to quit looking at. Look at Jesus. Don't look at anything else. I don't care what you tell. Well, I looked in Exodus and I looked in Leviticus. and Look at Jesus. Amen. Not the law. Jesus. Hebrews says He is the express image of the Father. Amen? Amen. So you need look no further than what He did to decide how you're going to handle a situation. Right? If we decide we're going to handle a situation by the law, then we completely skip over the blood. Amen? We completely skip over redemption. We skip over forgiveness. We skip over any good thing that Jesus ever did to get to the law, which judges us. We're not doing that here, are we? We're going to never look to the law for judgment. We're going to look to Jesus. And that is our image of God. Amen? Look at Matthew 11. Let's see what Jesus said. Was Jesus a soft place to land? He was a very soft place to land. He even told you to land on him. Amen. Matthew 11, verse 28 in the King James. It says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Was Jesus a soft place to land? I'm sure the next verse tells you unless you've done something. No? Yeah, they're, they're probably missing 28b. Because it's probably supposed to say, unless you really messed up, and then we're going to have to go through a process of, you know, uh, some punishment and some things like that. No, he just says, come unto me and I'll give you rest. Amen? And then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. Okay, you want to be a soft place to land? The first thing you have to be is meek and lowly of heart. You can't think so much of yourself... Right? And you got to be gentle and kind. you got to be gracious and forgiving. Right? People say, well, you don't know what they've done. It doesn't matter. God knows what everybody did and forgave them before they did it. He pre-forgave them. Right? He put forgiveness in place for every person that would ever mess up. And it didn't say, unless the size of the mess up exceeds the grace of God. You know why? Because the size of the mess up can never exceed the grace of God because where sin doth abound, the grace abounds even more. 
Amen? Thank you, Lord, because I've tried to exceed it a few times. Have any of you? I think I spent most of my teenage years and a good portion of my 20s trying to exceed the grace of God. Thank God that you can't. (laughs) Glory to God. Take my yoke upon you, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I'm a soft place to land. Glory to God. And Jesus was the express image of God. So if we go to the Father, what do we find? We find an easy and light Father. We find someone that's approachable, that you can come to any time, day or night. You're not going to bug Him, and He ain't going to judge you. He's there to forgive you. He's there to love you. He's there to put you back. He's there to be the Father to you that you wanted Him to be. Right? We don't want people running away from Jesus, running away from God. Why? Because they don't have to. He is so... He runnable too. How about that? Amen? He's the one you run to. He's the one you run towards. He's If you've got something going on in your life, I don't care if you've messed it up for the 16th time. I don't care if you messed it up for the 16,000th time. Run to Him. He's still good. You cannot outrun His kindness. You cannot outrun His goodness. It's not just New Testament. It's Old Testament. Right? They knew He was gracious and kind. They knew He was forgiving. It made Jonah mad. Right? That's the God we serve. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed a bit. They just didn't know Him. They knew His deeds. Moses knew His ways. Moses knew God. Amen? Amen? Moses knew the love of God. He knew the heart of God. He knew why God did what God did. The rest of them had no idea. They just knew what He did. Amen? We serve a God that we know why He did it. Amen? He did it because He loves you and me. Amen? Look at Mark 16. Let's look how Jesus handled this situation. Let's see. Let's see how we think about that. Peter, of course, had messed up, and he basically did exactly what Judas did. He betrayed Jesus. Now, a lot of people don't see it that way because Peter got reinstated, right? But it was, you know what? Hey, I don't know him. I don't know him. Do what you will. I don't know him. I mean, he basically turned his back on him, right? See, see, we've got sin levels. <laughs> oh, but Jesus, but Judas took money. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. It's it's betray is betray, right? Anybody ever betrayed somebody? Okay, I have. Don't raise your hand. Just use me as an example. Let me tell you, it don't make you feel good, and it ain't fun to do. Mark 16, verse 7. This is after all that happened, and the uh, the angel appeared at the tomb and. And in verse 7 it says, But go tell the disciples and Peter. Man, that had to make you feel bad. Man, I'm not even in the disciples anymore. Man, it's the disciples and Peter. Go tell the disciples and Peter. 
man, you've been one of the twelve all this time, and now all of a sudden you're not named in them. You have to be named separately. The thing you can be thankful for, He still called you. Amen. The thing you can, you got to look at it the right way. He may not have been. He he went away. God didn't quit on Peter. Peter quit on God. Why? Peter was in condemnation. Peter didn't feel like he did. You know, the same thing we'd have done. Right? Amen? So in Mark 16, 7, Peter is not even mentioned among the disciples. Go to John 21. This is uh, after the resurrection. And uh, Peter, and then Peter said, Hey, I'm going fishing. Everybody said, everybody else said, Oh, hey, that sounds good. Let's go fishing. So they went fishing. And Jesus shows up on the shoreline. Right? Jesus shows up walking on the shoreline. And in verse 7, 21, verse 7, I like John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. <laughs> he never quit saying that either. Lived to be 120 and died of old age. You reckon knowing how much God loves you matters? 120 died of old age. Natural causes. Let me rephrase that. Not even old age. Died of natural causes. In other words, left the earth. <laughs> right? Isn't that, how, isn't that how history states it? Okay. Just making sure. That's what I've heard. 120 natural causes. I've heard how a lot of the other disciples' apostles died, and it wasn't 120, and it wasn't natural causes. It was blades and beheadings and things like that. Um, I would like to be the one that says, I lived to be 120 and died of natural causes. You know, and I'm sure everybody's happy in heaven, but, you know, Dave's the easy way out guy, okay? So, <laughs> easy way out for me, go to sleep, wake up in heaven. How about that? 120. Amen. So uh, in verse 7 it says, Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. And as soon as Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. Why, why was Peter so anxious to get to Jesus whom he'd betrayed? Because he could be. <laughs> That's as short an answer as you need. Jesus, he knew Jesus. He was there when he forgave the woman caught in adultery. He was there when he sank in the water and cried out for mercy and Jesus raised him up. He was there when he healed the people that weren't supposed to be healed. He was there when Jesus did every good thing Jesus ever did. And he was there when he did every bad thing he ever did too. You know how many that was? Zero. And so he knew Jesus. And he knew he could jump out of that boat and he could go right to him. Peter did not run away from Jesus. Peter ran to Jesus. Amen? <laughs> right? The other disciples followed in the boat. Peter was ahead of them. Amen? Why? He's running to Jesus. Where can, else can you get forgiveness? Soft place to land. And when he ran to him, Jesus said, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You betrayed me. You told him you didn't know me. Go and don't know me. No, Jesus don't do that. Why? Because He's the express image of the Father and that's not what love does. What love does is it forgives. What love does is it, it, it doesn't keep record of wrongs. What love does is be kind and gracious. What love does is brings you back and puts you back where you were. 
It doesn't take your ministry because you messed up. Right? Well, he messed up. Gosh, Peter should have never had a ministry. (laughs) Right? Because if you mess up, you can't have a ministry, right? Right? If you mess up, ministry, over. You know, you can you can do something else, but ministry, mm-mm, sorry. Right? No sir. no, sir is right. If you mess up, we got a God that forgives, and not only forgives, He reinstates. Because why? He knew Peter's heart. What did he ask Peter after that? He said, Peter, do you love me? He knew Peter's heart. He knew what Peter was going to answer. And Peter said, yeah, I love you. You know I love you. You know everything, Lord. You know I love you. Ask him three times. He never once said, Peter, then why would you do it? He just took his word that he loved him. Wow. He didn't have to hear a long dissertation or get to the root of the problem or anything else. All he had to hear was, do you love me? Right? You know, sometimes bringing up the problem ain't going to help nobody. Right? Well, tell me where this all started now. Let's get on the couch. I know that it had to be when you were a boy. Your father didn't treat you right, right? And, and he maybe spanked you a little bit hard. You know what? Stop, 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 stop. Tell the Lord you love Him. And be what He called you to be. The gifts and calls of God are irrevocable. You didn't lose your call because you messed up. You may never pick your call back up again, but that will only be the devil stealing it from you. Amen? We ain't losing our call, are we? And we're going to be a soft place to land just like this. Somebody messes you over, what are you going to do? When they call you up, and when you see them in the mall, you're going to say, ooh, there they are. Woo, boy, they almost saw me. I had to talk to them. Woo, man. Woo, oh, they're coming back. My gosh. Somebody messes you over, go to them. Don't run from them. Give them opportunity to, give them opportunity to receive your love. Right? Don't hold a grudge against them. Hold love for them. Keep a place for them. Hold their place while they're gone. Why? They were your friend when they left. Keep their place. They'll be your friend when they come back. Amen? Soft place to land. When they come back, you grab them. And you hold them up. Amen? And you say, hey, don't talk about it. Don't, don't even tell me about it. Don't, don't, don't want to hear it. Me and you, two peas in a pod, two birds in a mule's tail. Right? That's us. Friends. The love of God is what's between us. And that's what will keep us together. Amen? Amen. That, that's a soft place to land. That's what Jesus was. Jesus said, feed my sheep. What did he say? Keep working for me. Keep doing what I've asked you to do from original start. Feed my sheep. This is all I've ever asked you to do. Go do it. And he told him to do it three times. Why? Because he wasn't holding on against him. Right? 
He didn't go back and backtrack and tell him why he did it. You know what? How many people have ever messed up? Do you know why you did it? Huh? So, so do you need to go back and find out why you did it? I know why I messed up. Amen? And I know how to receive forgiveness. And I know how that is. It's called ask. Right? Repent, turn from what you've done, ask, and be forgiven. It's real simple. And if God's that way, and Jesus is that way, who else should be that way? Me. See, I'm that person. If somebody comes to me, what's it say in the Bible? If somebody comes to you and and repents seven times, seven times a day, isn't it? Forgive them. Huh? Well, but he's talking about your brother. When when your brother, if he comes and sins against you seven times a day, and asks you seven times a day to forgive him, how many times do you forgive him? Every time you ask. Right? And you're also right. Seventy times seven is how often you're to forgive. Which is a lot. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Jesus reinstated Peter. Jesus was a perfect image of the Father. Right? Well, let's look at the Father now. Luke 15. Everybody knows the story. Two sons, one decides, hey, why do I got to wait till Dad goes away to get everything I want? Right? I want my inheritance now. And his dad, of course, said, listen, boy, you are a fool. You don't know how to handle this kind of money. You can't make it with this kind of money. I, I, you know what? No way. No, no, his dad never said any of that. I wonder why. I mean, I'm a dad, and if my daughter asked for something that seemed unreasonable, I might tell her why it seemed unreasonable. Right? <laughs> right? doesn't appear that this dad did anything like that. He just said, okay, and divided it and gave him what he did. Right? So this, this boy went out, and he spent it all on riotous living, as the, as the, as the word says. And uh, he, he spent it all and was broke. Anybody ever done that? Spent all he had, was broke, went to get another job, couldn't really find a good job. Right? Because he wasn't in his own country, didn't know anybody, ended up with a stranger, a foreigner, feeding pigs, eating with the pigs. Right? Eating with the pigs. He'd forgotten who he was, hadn't he? Well, in verse 17, something else happened. Luke 15, 17, it says, When he came to his senses, what did he come to his senses on? He remembered his dad. See, that's what God's telling us to do. I'm a soft place to land. Remember me. He remembered how good his dad was. What's it say he remembered? He said he came to his senses and he said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare and I'm starving to death? He's saying, my father's so good that his hired men have more than enough. They're they're overflowing. They don't even eat all they have. My father's so good, that's how he is. And he came. He had to come to his senses to do that. Why? Because he was out there. Right? But all of a sudden he came to his senses. He said, my dad's a good dad. He treats his employees better than I'm being treated. Amen? 
He says, I'll set out and go to my father and say to him, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to call to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. What's he saying? You know what? You're so good. I don't even have to be your son anymore. Just make me a hired person. Amen. He's not saying that's low. He's saying that's way better than where I'm at. Just give me that, Dad. Amen? What's he remembering? He's remembering the Father. He's remembering he was a good Father. He's remembering he did good things. He's remembering that he was always kind and gracious to him. He's remembering that he's a Father and that he loves him. What he's truly remembering more than anything is he loves me. Amen? People say, how do you know that? Because he wouldn't have went back. If he didn't believe in his love, he wouldn't have went back. Why? Nobody else would hire him. Why would his dad hire him if he didn't love him? Right? <laughs> I'll go back to my father. So he goes back. He got up and he went to his father. He ran the right direction. Amen? Amen. Guys, we got thousands of people that are running the wrong direction. They go out and they spend their inheritance and they do dumb things. And instead of running to the Father, they run away from Him. Why? Because the church is who they see. Right? Remember that story I told you about sitting in the row and, the, and I hadn't been to church in a long time and the people came and they were sitting next to me and they scooted over about two seats? And I said, what's up? And they said, lightning may strike here. <laughs> and it was a joke, but you know what? It didn't help me that day. Why? Well, I was already looking for an excuse not to go back to church. Right? That's right. <laughs> Glory to God, I went back. Amen? We want people running to God. We want people to know the God we know. We know a good God. We know a kind and compassionate God. We know a God that you can run to at any time, no matter what you've done. The world may never forgive you for what you've done. God will forgive you in an instant. Amen? He's a good God. And He's an excellent Father. Amen? So he went back. But while he was a long ways off, his father saw him and ran in the house and got the shotgun. And said, that no good boy of mine's trying to come back. He probably just wants more money. He already took what he already had and, and probably already spent it. Look at him. He looks like he's been sleeping with pigs. I can't stand that boy. That's, that's what some people think about God. Right? And if you think that about God, that's how you'll act when someone comes back to you. Right? You'll say, hey, you messed up. You messed up really bad, and really, I don't. I can't be seen with you. I don't want to be around you. I, I can't really help you. You know, maybe if you wouldn't have messed up and come back before you'd have messed up, while you were just thinking about messing up. See, then it was just thinking messing up. You didn't really mess up. Now you've really messed up. You kind of stink. I can't have you by me. People are going to think bad of me because you're my friend. You know, I, I just can't deal with this right now, okay? I got lots going on in my life. I don't really have a lot of me time right now anyhow, and you just want to butt in on my stuff. It's not going to happen for me, brother. You messed up. You made your bed. Now lie in it. That's not our Father God. 
Our Father God sees us when we're a long ways off. And He runs to us as we're running to Him. And He he comes and He kisses us and has compassion for us. He ran to His Son. He saw His Son. If He'll start, if you'll take one step, He'll be to you before you take two. Amen? One step towards Him and He's running. You reckon God's fast? Glory to God, you ain't going to take a step before He's already on you and hugging your neck and kissing you. Right? That's, that's our Father God. A soft place to land. A soft place to land. What's it say in verse 22? 21, I'm sorry. Where am I at? 20, yeah, 20, 21. And the Son said to Him, Father... I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Verse 22. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Keep going. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son, not hired servant. Gosh, how long did that take to get reinstated? Two verses? That's a pretty short, short reinstatement. That's a soft place to land. That's the God we serve. That's the God we need to know that we serve. Because that's the God you'll present to others. The God that you love is the one you'll show to others. The God you believe in is the one people will see. That's Him. The one that runs to you and grabs you, and kisses you, and puts a robe on you, on your stinking body that's been with the pigs, and hugs you and kisses your stinking neck that you ain't washed because you ain't been somewhere where you can. He doesn't care. He'll take you just the way you are. He'll clean you up. He'll get you a robe. He'll get you a ring. Amen? He's a good Father. He's not looking for ways to get people out. He's looking to bring them back. Amen. He's, he's, he, Jesus died for all men. Right? All men. Why did Jesus do that? For God so loved the world. Jesus did it because the Father loved you. He said, I'm going to get you for Him. Right? Isn't that what He did? People say, oh, He died for me because He loves me. He died for you because God loves you. He wanted God to have you back. Why? Because He's a Father and He misses you. And while you were a long ways off and He saw you coming, He knew you were coming home and He ran to you. You see someone coming home, run to them. Oh, they got to come to me. They, you don't know what they've done. They need to come straight down here and kneel and ask forgiveness. No. No. I don't see anywhere in this whole parable where it says the father made him grovel to become back and be a son or said, no, you know what? You're right. You sinned against me. And against heaven, you will no longer be a son. You will be a servant, and that's all you'll ever be in this kingdom. And that's the way some of us have seen God. But that's not God. He's this Father. 
He's this father that said, you know what? Robe ring for you. What would you say? I didn't hear that other stuff. You're home. My son, which was dead, is alive. Let's have a party. Let's, let's do it upright because my son, not my servant, my son, who was dead, is back. Why? He didn't quit loving him. My daughter's in, in college and I don't quit loving her because she's gone away. In fact, I don't even love her a little less. But you know what? If she went away for the wrong reasons, it doesn't make me love her less. It makes me want her back. Amen? Amen? And if we're going to be good parents to our children, this is who we've got to be. People, you know, people say, oh, if your kids do this, this, and this, you've got to do this. You know what you need to do? Believe in what's in them sometimes. You know what? When they're little kids, they don't have much in them, and you do need to train them, and you do need to direct them, and they can't be lying, and they can't be doing this. But you know what? There comes a day where you've put everything in them that it's going to take to live in this world. And it's time to go down and lay on their bed and talk to them for a couple hours. People say, oh, that? Yeah. Worse than that, you listen. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. And they've messed up. You're down. (laughs) I've done this, guys, and it was hard. (laughs) Because I'm laying down there on her bed, and everything she's saying is contrary to the Word of God. And I'm like, uh, uh, and I want to interrupt her, and I want to teach her. And guess what? It wouldn't matter what I said right then. She couldn't have heard a word of it. Instead, I let her talk. Because why? Because she's got the Word of God in her. And she'll start talking here, and she'll keep going. And all of a sudden, she'll start correcting herself. The Word of God starts coming out. Why? Because I put it in there. Amen? And I believe in that. And she keeps talking, and she keeps talking, and by the end of the circle, she said, you know what, Dad? I messed this up. You know what? I know how to fix it now. And I go, yes, you do, darling. Go fix it. (laughs) Hey, my mom did it for me. When I was drunk and stupid, she did it for me. She didn't come in and she didn't say, oh, you've been drinking again? You know that's a sin. Well, (laughs) it's not, first of all. Well, it was for me because I was underage. But... (laughs) 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 But you know what? I'd come in, and you know what she would do to me? She'd say, hey, come in here. I want to show you. She knew I was drunk. She could, she could hear me slurring my speech. She'd say, let me show you what I saw in the Word of God today. And we would spend an hour and a half at one in the morning talking about God. She was a soft place to land. And you know what? Not one person that she ever ever came in contact with her with ran away from her when they were in trouble her phone number was on speed dial for people who were in trouble amen, amen? that's what you want to be glory to god that's our father what it, what was he he was filled with compassion he ran to his son he kissed him 
And he, and he reinstated him. A robe and a ring. That's a reinstatement. That's a soft place to land. That was quick forgiveness. They say, well, he didn't learn anything, though. He just got brought back and brought right back in. He learned lots. He slept with pigs. I don't want to sleep with the pigs to learn something. Do you? I don't want to be broke and living on the street. I don't want that. I want easy and light. Amen? That's, his dad didn't want him learning that way, but his dad was willing to let him. Why? Because he loved him. People say, oh, if he loved him, he'd have stopped him. He couldn't have stopped him. You know what? You can stop them when they're a little kid. You can keep stopping them, and, and you, can, you, can, you can control them and let them not do all the things you think that they shouldn't do, and someday they got to decide to do it, not do it on their own. Right? Well, we didn't know we were having family hour today, did we? I didn't either. You know what? I've learned a lot of this just in the last couple of years because the hardest thing I ever did was trust the God in her. And you know how pleased I've been since I've been able to do that because she's proven to me over and over again that she listened and she heard and she's now doing those things. And is she messing up every now and then? Yep. Is she still my girl? Yep. Amen. Yep. Can she call me anytime? And will I fix it? Yep. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Just like Daddy did here. Amen? <laughs> I ain't taking it back. We got a good father. We need to know Him that way so that we can be like Him. In Nehemiah 9.17, Nehemiah knew Him that way. What did he say? He said, but thou art a God ready to pardon. Wow. <laughs> Not only do you pardon, you're waiting to pardon. That's the God Nehemiah talked about. You're a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. Keep that word in your mind. That's, who, that's what you've got to become. Great kind. Alright? Why? Great kindness is what it takes to overlook to get to all this other stuff. Right? Great kindness will serve you a cup of tea in your dirty hand. Right? <laughs> Great kindness. And he forsook us them not. Forsook us. Hmm. That King James, he was a card, wasn't he? <clears throat> Joel 2, 13. Who did Joel know? For he is a gracious and merciful, slow to anger and what? Great kindness. You know what? All these words seem to be the same, but they're different people. They knew God. This was the God they were trusting in. You don't trust in the mean, wrathful, hard, nasty God. You don't, there's no books written about that God. Why? Because nobody likes Him. Right? Nobody likes that God. Who wants to serve the wrathful God? No takers. Why? Because that's not... First of all, there isn't one. He's not that. And second of all, nobody wants to be around that person. 
Right? What, what if somebody said, hey, accept God and you can be right next to Him every day when He's mean. Every now and then He gets mad and He flips you across the universe. There's nothing you can do about it, but He's God, okay? And if He wants to do it, He can do it. You know, every now and then, He don't like you, He's not going to feed you. It's, it's just the way He is. You don't do something He likes, He'll bank you on the head. He don't care. But you'll be in heaven. You know why heaven is heaven? Because there's a gracious, kind, pardoning God there. Not because there's a mean, wrathful, awful person. So you wouldn't be in heaven if He was mean, because it wouldn't be called heaven then. There is a place where somebody like that lives, and it's called hell. Amen? Jonah knew him. Told you it made him mad, right? We've talked about Jonah before. Jonah said, because he was mad, because God saved the whole city of Nineveh just like he knew he would. He said, for I knew you're a gracious God. So that's why I went. That's why I ran away. Why? Because Jonah wasn't a soft place to land. <laughs> Jonah's not who you ran to. <laughs> you, you, you want some grace and mercy? Don't run to Jonah. Right? But Jonah knew God. He said, you're, you're gracious, God, merciful. You're slow to anger. And you're of great kindness. And repent of the evil. That's the God we know. Amen? When somebody's messing up, we don't say, oh, I hope God didn't see that. You say, I hope you see God. He's gracious and kind. He'll forgive you for that. If you'll just repent and turn away from it, you'll be forgiven. You can be reinstated. You can, you can have your own. You don't have to lose out on anything. You can have everything He ever dreamed for you. Nothing you've ever done will keep you away from it. Because we serve a gracious, kind God who's ready to pardon. You know what the word pardon means? It means eliminate that that was against you. If you're pardoned from prison, what they do is they take your record and take it away. You don't just get released, you get called innocent. Right? That's a pardon. Our God's ready to pardon. He's, he doesn't want to say, well, he's not, you know, like you go to these places and they say, well, you'll be a recovering addict the rest of your life. He doesn't say that. He says, you'll be clean. Right. Thank you, Lord. Amen? He doesn't say, well, we'll call you Dave the mess up the rest of your life, but you can be in heaven. No. He makes you clean. He makes you new. The old has passed away. The new has come. We serve a gracious and kind God. Jesus was just like Him. He was the express image of God. The woman at the well. The woman caught in adultery. The man laying by the pool. All those people, they, they found a soft place to land in Jesus. The Syrophoenician woman. He called her a dog and still gave her a soft place to land. Right? <laughs> and so what will we be? What will we be? Will we, will we be a soft place to land? First Peter 3. We can be that soft place to land, but we've got to start doing it different. Amen? We've got to start reading whole verses. <laughs> okay. I have to start reading whole verses. You guys have been doing wonderful. But I, in fact, have to start reading whole verses. 1 Peter 
But sanctify the Lord in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man, no matter if he ask or not, for the reason of the hope that is within you in meekness and in fear. First of all, has anybody ever noticed that it says every man that asks you? Huh? See, we've been busy giving answers to people who ain't asking. Right? Wait for somebody to run to you. Then, have, then, be ready to, then be ready to give them reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, not with freakiness and scare. <laughs> what? Well, they run to you and you go, Oh, brother, let me lay hands on you and pray for you. I get to shake your head until you fall down. <laughs> meekness and fear. What? The realization that you could be right where they're at They didn't do anything that you don't have the ability to do. And the same grace that saved you is the grace that will save them. The same faith that brought you out is the same faith they got to have. Everything that's in you is in them. And the success of Jesus Christ will bring them through. Amen? And you can give them hope when you are kind. You can give them hope when you're meek. You can give them hope when you believe in the right God, the good Father God. Amen? You can give them hope. And you won't be teaching mean. You won't say, Repent of that sin, sinner! You didn't help them. Let them know there is repentance. What's it say draws men to repentance? The meanness of God? Oh, it wasn't the meanness? The wrath. Us being afraid of Him. Right? Because if you're afraid, if you're afraid enough of God, you'll do the right thing. No, you won't. There's people who believe God can send you to hell that are still doing the wrong thing tonight. Fear will not bring forth good fruit. This is not the fear that they're talking about. They're talking about a reverential fear and awe of our Lord who created heaven and earth. Amen? The God that loves them is the God they'll run to. The God, they, the, the God that you tell them about. The God, the hope that is within you. The mean is not hope. Wrath is not hope. Good and kind is hope. Good, good news. We got a good God that's ready to forgive you. We got a good God that's ready to set you on high. We got a good God that'll raise you up. We got a good God that'll be your Father. Amen? That's our Father God. That's the hope that's within you. If, if He's not good, you don't have any hope. Amen? 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 1. Can we look at some scriptures? Yeah. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 and 4. NIV. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. Not only is he the father of compassion or the father that has compassion in him, he fathered compassion. <laughs> Love's here because of him. Right? Yeah. Love is here because he's here. He is the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Verse 4. Who comforts us in all our troubles. What's he saying? Who's a soft place to land anytime you mess up. So that we can be a soft place to land to those who are in trouble with the comfort we've received from Him. 
So, in other words, He's going to give you the softness, the kindness, the compassion to love people with. To change people's lives. But we can be this soft place to land. He said, I'm going to get, he said, I'll comfort you and you comfort others with the same kind of comfort that I gave you. What is that comfort? That I'm a good and kind and gracious God and that I do all things well and that everything I've got for you is good and you don't have to run away from me anymore. Run to me and I'll be there in a flash. You'll see me. You'll know me. You'll have the things I have for you. Amen? Comfort. That's a soft place, right? Right? Anybody got a hard bed? Well, then maybe you like a hard bed. <laughs> right? Maybe you like to sleep in gravel. I don't know. I like a nice soft bed. What? I like to lay down in soft places. Amen? I like the comfort that God gives us. That's who we can be. He's made us to be that. Right? But if somebody's in trouble, it's not time to tell them why they're in trouble. That does not comfort you. Does it comfort you to know why you're in trouble? Because you knew why you were in trouble before they told you. Right? Didn't we already go through this? How many people have already been, ever been in trouble? How many knew you were in trouble when you were in there? How you got there? Right? I love it when people say, I don't know how I got there. Yes, you do. <laughs> Just think. You'll find it. It's there. I know how I got in trouble every time I got in trouble. Right? (laughs) And God was still merciful to me even when I knew why I got in trouble. Hmm. Romans 12. These are are things that we do to become a soft place to land. Romans 12, 17 and 18. Got to get rid of they got what they deserved attitude. Right? Romans 12:17 says, "Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone except those who've been mean to you." Right? And you can repay evil to evil if they've been really mean. Right? Say they've done something really bad. Then, then you can write. Then it's okay. Now, pretty much it says don't. Right? Don't repay evil for evil. Right? Which, in other words, means don't wish evil on somebody because of something they've done. Why? Because you don't want to pay the wrath if, when you mess up. You've got to believe in the mercy and kindness of God. And you've got to be merciful and kind. If you return evil for evil, you're not merciful or kind. Right? What are you saying? Well, they did that to me. I guess I got the right to do it to them. If you want that right. I don't want that right anymore. I want the right to love people. I want the right to comfort those in trouble. I want the right to have compassion on somebody who absolutely deserves none. Just like me. Just like me. Glory to God. That's the rights I want. Anybody else take those rights? Those are the kind of rights that you can keep forever and do them all the time and nobody will even care. They'll just be happy you're doing them. You'll never have somebody complain. That person just loves me too much. I'm so tired of them forgiving me. I just, 
God, I don't want you to forgive me this time. No, you, you want Him to forgive you. Amen. Nobody's ever going to complain at you for loving them too much. Right. Although I think my daughter has questioned me. <laughs> Ephesians 4. What was that verse 18 said? It said, if it's as far as it's possible for you, if it depends on you, in other words, if you're the one making the decision, then peace is what's going to happen. Right? And people say, oh, that's an easy one. Then why ain't there more peace happening? Right? You ever notice offended people never cause peace? <laughs> they don't. Offended people don't cause peace. People who keep no record of wrongs, they are peace. If you are peace, you will cause peace. Amen? Glory to God. Ephesians 4, verse 1, says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called. Now, is he saying you've got to be worthy to be called? No, he's saying you're called, so walk worthy. Right? You're called, so walk worthy of your calling. How do you do that? Well, let's read here. With all lowliness? Why do I always have to have others in front of me and care about others and do stuff for others? I just need to do something for me. Doesn't anybody ever want to do anything for me? I never get anything. I just I serve and serve. I, I, I'm on the... This team and that team, and I'm there on time, and, and I ask God to do one little thing for me. No, He doesn't do it. I can't have nothing my way. Blah, blah, blah. You keep saying that, and you won't have nothing your way. Because that's not lowliness or meekness. Right? How, how do you get out of your problems? You help others. Right? That's the best way to get out of your problems. Why? Wow, you're getting in theirs. <laughs> right? That's also the best way to get God involved in yours. Right? Because if you got the care, He don't. Right? God, I got so many problems. And He's like, yeah, you do. And, I, and they're all, they're my problems. He goes, yes, they are. And all He's waiting for you to do is say, but I, I give them to you. I cast the care of this over on you, and, 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 I, and I'm not dealing with it anymore, Lord. I trust you. I know you love me. I know you're a good father. I know you won't do anything to hurt me. Here. And I'm going to go over here and help Joe because he's having a rough day. And then you'll forget about all those cares. Why? Because you're over here helping Joe because Joe had a rough day. When you're loving on people, you forget about problems. Amen? That's why he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, His way of being and doing right. Seek that first. In other words, go do my stuff and your stuff will be taken care of. You don't got to worry about your clothes all the time or how much money's in the bank. Or You know what? I never hear in the Bible where Jesus woke up and said, You know, we're running a little low. We might, we might need to have some kind of a special fun thing. You know, at this next meeting, we might want to let people know that, that we haven't been, the giving's been down. 
Lord, we need to get some prosperity verses out here and start quoting them every day. Did you ever hear Jesus? No. He just expected His Father to take care of Him, and He did. Why? Because He was taking care of His Father's business. Amen? With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. What is all that stuff? Gentle, kind, gracious? Wow, where have we heard that before? Oh, the description of God. That's it. Right. Gracious, kind, loving, forbearing. Yeah. What's he saying? Be like me. Amen. Amen. He's a good and kind God. And he's saying be a soft place to land. Be somebody that somebody else can go to. Be somebody that, that, that they can talk to, that they can rely on, that will love them, that won't let them stay down. That You know, when you got somebody that's, that's down all the time and, 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 and their friends say, oh yeah, it is bad. You, know, you should cry more often because the way your life's going, crying's the thing to do. No, it's time to pick them up. It's time to forbear. It's time to love them and say, hey, no, 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 no. The Father God loves you. He's got a good plan for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you success in the future. you got a good God. Get up. Get up. Spit in the devil's eye and go on. Amen? Forbearing one another in love. That makes us worthy of our call. Loving people is our call. Loving people makes us worthy of our call. If you're you're called to love people and you don't love them, then you're not worthy of your call. What did Jesus tell Peter? Feed my sheep. Love my people. Care about who I care about. Now how could Jesus say that? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Jesus gave everything because of the love of God. And then He asked us to give everything because of His love. For you. For me. Amen? If we love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, then we will begin to do things in that love. And that love will cause the love of God to be seen and shown and the works of God to be displayed to everybody who could see Him. And there will be a soft place to land and everybody will start streaming towards that place because there you can get forgiveness. There you can get healing. There you can be redeemed. There you can be a child of the Most High God. Not a servant forever doing, doing tasks and chores, but a, but a son working the family business. Glory to God. That's who we want to be. Amen? And we can be it. Just have to change a little bit. Read the whole verse, right? James 3.17. Look at it in the easy to read version. James 3.17. says, But the wisdom that comes from God is like this. First, it's pure. It's also peaceful. It's gentle. And it's easy to please. (laughs) <laughs> easy to please. You easy to please? Hmm? It's important. Right? It's easy to please. You don't have to jump through hoops to get it to work. You know, you got a thousand people out there and they're trying to make the Word of God work for them. If I could just do this, I know this Scripture would work. If I could just do this, that Scripture worked before you did anything. 
It's the Word of God. It's alive and powerful. It, 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 it's not waiting on you to make it work. It worked before you worked it. The problem is you're trying to work it. You're dragging the dog instead of walking it. <laughs> There's a vision. The wisdom is always ready to help people. Always, always, always. Does that mean all the time? Yeah. You mean like 3 o'clock in the morning? Mm-hmm. 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. Dinner time, like right in the middle of dinner, you just got to stop and help them? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes that, that help stuff just gets right in the way. It, it will impede on your life. I'll guarantee you. It's been impeding on mine for about 15 years now, and I, whew, I really had to overcome some flesh to get to some of it. Amen? It's always ready to help people who have trouble and do good for others. In other words, people that don't even have trouble, you just do good for them. Well, that's just weird. Yep, we are. And getting weirder every day. We're just going to be good to people because we want to. Who's that sound like? God? Guess what? He's gracious and kind even when you don't have to have gracious kindness. He's still gracious and kind to you. So then you got overflowing gracious kindness. Right? He didn't change today because you didn't need mercy. Because guess what? Even though you thought you didn't need mercy, you did. Every day of your life, you and I need mercy. It's the love of God and He gives it to us. Amen? The wisdom is always fair and honest. Can we be that? You'll be a soft place to land. Amen? If you're, if you're not partial, in other words, it doesn't matter who they did, who the, who, what they did or who they are, you're, you're willing to help. Amen? Second Peter, or Second Timothy, I'm sorry. We'll close with this one. Second Timothy, chapter 2. <clears throat> These are instructions if you want success in leading people or having people run to you. Amen? Second Peter, or, I'm going to say it right, Second Timothy, chapter 2, verses 24 through 26. We'll look at it at the King James first. It says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, must not have strife, must not strive, but be gentle to everyone he wants to. No? <laughs> must be gentle to all men. All men. Why? Because they're seeing God through you. You can't, be, you can't have a church face. Your church face has got to be your world face. Right? Right? If you smile and say praise the Lord to me, smile and say praise the Lord to them. You know, some of the greatest testimonies we've had in Sarasota so far are just people who've seen the joy of the Lord in us. Right? Just like to walk by us and say, you're happy again today, aren't you? And we go, yep. We knew you would be. Right? One of these days they'll ask me for why I have that hope in me. And when they do... Glory to God. Then I can spill on them. Amen? Be gentle unto all men. Apt to teach. Does it say for sure to teach? No, apt to teach. Some people just teach no matter what. 
<laughs> right? Well, if you do this, 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 and this, well, you you lost them at this. That's right. right? It says apt to teach. doesn't say you have to teach. Apt to teach. Patient, which means you don't have to teach. <laughs> right? Be patient. Don't teach. Stay back. No. Patient, loving them no matter what. Amen? Trusting in the goodness of God. In meekness. In meekness. Because some people just want to say, they want to leave out in meekness. They want to just say, instructing. I must instruct. If you instruct, you will destruct. Leave them alone. In meekness. In other words, considering yourself on the same level or beneath them. Put yourself where they can hear you. They can't hear you here. They can hear you here. That's why they need to know that God loves them. Because when you say God loves them, it brings Him to hear. Now He's the God that loves me. He'll hug me. He'll hold me. He's my Savior. He's my friend. He's not just there. Amen? In meekness, instructing those who oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves. You ain't going to recover them. You didn't oppose them. And you ain't going to recover them. But you're going to be gentle. And if they need to be taught, if they're willing to listen, you're going to teach. Amen? And you'll instruct in meekness so that God can work in them. It's like I told you about my daughter. She started up here. And, and I, I could have started teaching. I could have said, oh, Ramsey, this, and you know, the Word of God says this, and thus saith the Lord, and thus saith, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honor your parents that you'll live long. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, all that. Right? But instead, I listened. I listened as she opposed herself. I listened. I listened as repentance began. I listened as she acknowledged the truth. I listened as she, as she became not captive. Amen. Amen? I listened. I was gentle. I was kind. I wished I'd have done that every time, but I didn't. But I thank God I've done it. Amen? And I thank God that on her tweet wall, she says, my best friend is going to be home this weekend and I'll see him. And she's talking about her dad. How do you think God would feel? Said, I get to go to church and meet with my best friend. Yes, hallelujah. I'm going to wake up in the morning and meet with my best friend. I'm going to have coffee and read the scripture with my best friend. Glory to God. The Lord's NIV says in verse 24, the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach. Doesn't say must teach, able, has the ability to, if necessary. Hey, I got this teaching in me, and if you need it, I'll get it out. I got some right here. Don't make me pull out the teach. Because I do have it. Amen? Not resentful. And then in verse 26, it says, You do all this so that they will, what? Come to their senses. Sounds like the prodigal son. What was that father probably doing? He was believing in what was in him. He never gave up. He never quit. And he was waiting there for him when he came home. 
Why? Because he believed all along he would come to his senses. You want to be a soft place to land? Always believe in the people. Never give up on them. There's no quit in us. There's no quit ever. If, you, if somebody is your friend, if somebody is your, is your prayer partner, your faith buddy, whatever they are, you ain't quitting. I don't care what it looks like. They're coming home. And the day they do, you're going to be looking for them. And, and, and they're going to take one step towards you, and you're going to take 25 towards them before they take the next one. Amen? And you're going to be there to help them when they recover themselves. and to When they recover themselves and they're no longer captive to do the devil's will, but they're now back in the family where, the God, where God the Father places them on high and puts a ring and a robe back on them. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. And puts them back in their place. And they continue their ministry. And people's lives are changed. Glory to God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Philippians 4, 5 says, Let everyone see that you are gentle and kind. This is the uh, easy-to-read version. Philippians 4, verse 5 says, Let everyone see that you are gentle and kind. The Lord is coming very soon. What's he saying? This is what's going to draw people to me. When they see my people are gentle and kind just like I am. It's important. They need to see gentle kindness. Right? Not wrathful hardness. Why? Because the Lord's coming soon. You know what? If He don't come in our lifetime, He's still coming soon. And, and, and it's not going to be because of us that somebody missed heaven. Right? It's not going to be because of me. I'm going to be gentle and I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be a soft place to land. If somebody's in trouble, I'm not going to say, hey, don't wake me up. You could have waited till morning on that. What if they could have waited till morning? What if they couldn't have? Right? Can we be a soft place to land? Can we all never be quarrelsome? Can we never be uh, have to have our, our, our say? Do, um, you know what? Having to have your say is not going to help them because they have to have their say. And then all you have is a have to have your say party. Right? You say what you're going to say. They say what they're going to say. You say it again. They say it back. And then when you're all done, you got to say what you got to say. Nobody's helped, but everybody got... They vented. Man, I feel better because I vented. Venting is not... <laughs> okay. Glory to God. When I said I listened to my daughter, I wasn't letting her vent. I was letting her talk and reason with the Word of God. Amen? If, if she got off track and it became venting and she started talking about somebody, all, all I'd have to do is say, now what about that other thing you were just talking about? How'd that happen? And she'd go right back to that. My mom was a professional at that. And she'd have you talking about stuff that you never intended to talk about. You'd be crying with the, with the Kleenex. And, and the next thing you know, you'd be repented and forgiven. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Why? Because she was a soft place to land. She was someone you could always run to and you never ran away from. Paul was that person. Jesus was that person. God is that Father. Amen? He's the God we serve.
Glory to God. You got a song? Oh, how he loves you.